This is the Workin' With series, presented by your host, Hayley Sudbury. Listen in each month to find out who we're working with. Hayley sits down with some of the world's most exciting leaders and entrepreneurs to chat about the companies they love, their definition of success, and the real secret behind it all, their superpower. So I'm here today at the MasterCard Tech Hub in New York City, and I'm sitting with the fabulous Jennifer Rademacher, who is listed on the 2017 Outstanding LGBT Ally List. So fabulous to meet you today, Jennifer. Nice to meet you too, Haley. So this is my first interview with an out ally. How does it feel to be an out ally? I'm unbelievably proud. I mean, it was just uh, just the best honor ever. Uh, first of all, our Pride team at MasterCard nominated me for the award. And just the fact that they recognized my advocacy and my sponsorship for them and the work that they're doing really meant a lot to me. And, uh, and I'm very proud of, of the honor. So you're actually the second leader I'm interviewing from MasterCard. I met with Anne Cairns, who's the president of uh, International Markets, last year and had a fantastic interview with her. Now, your role here at MasterCard, I believe you're the EVP of Global Customer Delivery. That's right. Can you tell me a little bit about what uh, what the role actually does and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis here? Absolutely. So I lead a customer-facing technical function and we're responsible for doing the technical implementation of MasterCard's products and services with our clients. So every time a bank or a merchant or a digital provider takes a product from MasterCard, we are the team that actually works to implement that product with them. So, for example, if HSBC in the UK takes Apple Pay, it's my team that does the work to implement Apple Pay with the client or MasterPass, our own house brand wallet, any, any of the MasterCard products and services that we offer. And so it's a group of uh, about 800 people located in 67 offices around the world not only do we have technical skills and customer-facing skills, but we also do it in a local language. So I'm very proud of the team, and we've got a great mix of folks in the team. And you mentioned when we were speaking earlier that your leadership team is half, well, 50% female? 50% female. So my direct reports are we have real gender balance, 50% uh, men, and 50% women, and I would say maybe 40% are people of color, and one is an LGBT executive. So we've got, for my leadership team, we've got a really nice mix, and I think it sets the tone for what I expect in any organization I lead, that the people have lots of opportunity, that we're encouraging of diversity, and most importantly, that we have role models. So throughout your career, you've served as an ally and an advocate for a number of communities. Most recently, your work as an ally on behalf of, obviously, the LGBT community, mm -hmm. which you're recognised on, uh, on the outstanding list. What does it mean to be an ally, particularly from your position in financial services? I, I think first and foremost, I set the tone. So if my people see that I'm supportive, open, accepting an advocate, it makes it a safe place for people. And a safe place regardless of whether we're talking about 
LGBT or gender or for people of color or or any other diversity background, it's setting the tone that this is something we want, right? That it's, you know, that this is a place where people can actually grow. So I would say setting the tone is, is the first important piece of being an ally for me. The second thing that is important for me as an ally is actually getting stuck in and helping people get to the next level. I really think sometimes we spend too much time thinking about hiring slates and it's okay to get people in the door and certainly we should be making sure that we're interviewing diverse communities for open positions. But the real trick is helping people get to senior levels and creating more role models. And so the, the second piece that's really important for me about my allyship is that I actually get stuck in and work one-on-one -on -one with people that I think I can help to get to the next level. I do that with a number of LGBT employees, people of color, women, and I do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with them. And I, I think that's really probably equally critical to my setting the tone piece of my allyship. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, what we're seeing in the UK is we've had the gender pay gap reports come out and now in most action plans, uh, particularly in financial services, which has one of the worst gaps, companies are talking about recruitment as the big solve. But, you know, really, unless you are doing things to move, in this case, women up through the organisation and more broadly, you know, right. we talk about all diverse communities, people don't stay, do they? They don't actually move up through into those senior positions. And I think that having career mentorship or coaching or sponsorship, right, or, or all of the above, right, is, is, is a key to helping people get to that next level. There's so much that you don't understand about an organization and how to advance in an organization sometimes if you don't have a coach, right? What are the unwritten rules? What are the right projects to get on? What are the roles that you should be looking for that signal that you're executive material? You know, are there politics that you have to play? And deciphering all of that sometimes is, is impossible on your own. And that's where I think a really great coach can help you. In the first instance, sort of wade through some of that and, and find your way, but also be an advocate for you because so many of these things, promotions, new job opportunities get decided, you know, sort of off to the side. And if you don't have somebody who's sitting at that table, who's your advocate, who mentions your name, you don't even get considered sometimes. So I initially focused early in my career on hiring slate and hiring slate was good. I, I made a lot of progress in previous jobs on hiring slate. But I realized, I guess maybe four or five years ago, that this other thing was more important. This, the coaching, the advocacy, the mentorship that people need to get to that next level, that's the critical piece for me now. And are you finding, because I mean, in your nomination for an ally, you mentioned that you, you think you're currently at that point mentoring sort of four people. For your, the people you're mentoring, coaching, sponsoring, have you actively sought them out or have they actively sought you out? Uh, it's a combination of both. So the four people that I'm mentoring that were mentioned in the Outstanding Award were LGBT. I'm actually mentoring a lot more. Uh, at this point, I'm mentoring about 28 people. Wow. <laughs> I do this in a number of ways. Sometimes they seek me out and there my filter is, do I think I can actually help this person? 
you know, I want to be able to add value. And so I ask a couple of questions about, you know, what are they looking for and why did they choose me and so on. So I, I do have people who come to me. I also have picked some people, though, people that I thought really had a lot of potential and I thought would be receptive to my help. And I've asked them if they'd like to have that relationship with me. And everybody I've asked has said yes so far. And why don't they come to me? I think sometimes they think I'm too busy or, you know, that I wouldn't be interested in helping them. But some of my greatest success stories have been those people that I picked, right? Uh, and then the last thing I do to sort of cope with the volume. So I've sort of hit my max on menteeship right now or mentorship right now. But... I felt like there were still some unmet needs and ways that I could help. So one of the things that I've started doing are coaching circles. So uh, we do this in a couple ways. I do it for, uh, for people of color in Europe in particular. I've done a few of them there. And I do a lot within my own organization in global customer delivery. We started something called Women in Delivery. And it's these coaching circles where uh, whenever I'm in town visiting one of these 67 offices, the women come in and we have a very informal session sitting around the table. Let's talk about what we can do to support each other, right? What are some of the challenges that you're facing as you think about how you're advancing your career? You know, are there moments that you're frustrated in your work and what can we do to help each other. And it's it's really a little bit about creating a sisterhood and a support system. And it's simple things. Like, for example, a lot of ladies can be very quiet in meetings. And men interpret that as she doesn't have anything to say, right? Well, she just might be shy and need a little encouragement. She probably has a lot to say. But you know, sometimes folks need to be drawn out. And so, so one of the things that we talk about in these coaching circles is how, if you know that you have a shy female colleague, right, what can you do in the meeting to support her? What can you say, you know, gee, I think Haley has something to say, right? Or Haley, didn't you work on a project like this last year? And open the door, you know, and there's a lot of things like that where you can be supportive of other people around you. And then, and then we all rise together, Fantastic. And are you, I mean, the coaching circles sound fantastic. Uh, how are you connecting with kind of those global employees? Are you using any technology? Tell me a little bit about how that works. So, uh, so we have Skype at MasterCard and I'm a big Skype junkie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I don't have a good term for this, but I call it Skype bombing. So if I get in early in the morning, I'll look and see who else in my team is online and I'll drop them a note, right? You know, I'll Skype them. How are you doing? You know, what's going on? Do you have a minute to talk? So obviously, as an executive, I have formal meetings with people, but this is sort of an informal way for me to connect with people. So I do that a lot. You know, we use the telephone via Skype a lot. Um, I like to use the video as well so people can actually see me. So I'm a, a big leverager of, uh, of technology. You're definitely not only my first ally, but you're my first Skype junkie. On this, Am I really? <laughs> on, this, on this interview series. Well, I have to be because I have folks everywhere and I just can't travel all the time. And so it's I, I do like to see people face to face because I think it's easier sometimes, you know, especially if somebody's having, for example, a difficult thing that they need to be coached through. Sometimes that that is easier in a face to face environment. 
But technology is so good. You can be anywhere and connect with people. And I feel very comfortable using that. If you were to give one piece of advice to young women who are considering a career in financial services or even technology, because I know MasterCard does see itself as a technology company, what would it be? Just one. Can I give two? Give two. Okay. All right. Uh, so, So the first is find your secret sauce. What is it that you do that you do better than most people? And I think people don't spend enough time on introspection, right? Thinking about themselves and what is the talent that I have that I'm really, really good at, that people remark on, you know, and they always say, oh, Jennifer is so good at blah, 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 right? And sometimes that can change throughout your career. What you're good at when you're 20 might be very different from what you're good at and actually should be pretty different from what you're good at when you're 40 or 50 because you're evolving your skills. But I think if you have a very strong view of where your talents are and you know yourself and where your areas of development are, you do a much better job of picking roles and assignments and projects that are going to do two things. Showcase your secret sauce, your great talent, right? And help you develop new ones or strengthen where you need work, right? But if you don't spend that time up front thinking about yourself a lot, and you can get that feedback in a number of ways. A mentor can help you get that feedback on what your secret sauce is. If you hear people talking often and complimenting you on certain things, that's also an indication where your secret sauce might be. Your review, if you have a manager who writes good reviews. I also tell people, uh, this is a very girl thing, uh, to think about your shoe moment. So <laughs> years ago, I had a what I thought was a great career coup. I did something really good. I got a great compliment on it from my manager and a number of other executives. And I was so excited. I went out and I purchased myself a pair of shoes. So if something happens and you feel like buying a pair of shoes, that might be also a key to your secret sauce. So that's sort of tip number one to women, but also to anybody, right? Really take time to really review yourself in the cold, hard light of day. What am I good at? What am I not good at? Where do I want to grow, right? So before we give you tip number okay. two, I think you need to tell me what were the pair of shoes that you went out and bought? So they were, uh, they were a pair of Todd's high heel black boots. So not only were they, uh, they were very high and they were real um, badass kind of boots. So they were great boots. <laughs> and that's how I was feeling that day. And that's when I knew about my secret sauce, or at least part of my secret sauce. So, um, so that introspection is, is one thing. The second thing, I think, is really finding a sponsor or a mentor or a coach, right? And they're there's, they're all sort of similar themes there, right? But finding somebody who can really give you some honest feedback. You know, obviously your manager, if you have a good manager, can be one source of that. But sometimes having somebody who is a little more removed from your day-to-day -day work can help you get that feedback and also start to do some of the things I talked about earlier in this, uh, in this session. Identify new roles for you, help turn you on to new opportunities, help you navigate politics, that kind of thing. That's my second tip. If I were to come to work for you tomorrow, what would be the first thing I'd notice about the way you manage your teams? 
that I'm very accessible. You know, I talked about sort of Skype bombing earlier. You know, it's the first six months when I manage a group, it's usually a shock for the team <laughs> because I have no reservations about uh, Skyping somebody who is five or six levels below me in the organization and asking them what they're working on and, you know, how's your day going? And, you know, I heard that you were working on this project. What's the latest update? I like for people to be able to access me. I think I'm better as a manager if I'm able to hear from the people that are really at the cold face of the business doing the work what their challenges are, not just from a people perspective and their own development, but their work as well, the environment, our customers. I really like that. So I think you would notice I was accessible. You would probably, uh, if you uh, if you were as great as you seem, Haley, uh, you know, I might even identify you as one of my high potentials. And then, Amazing. Uh, then you'd really feel the sunshine and the oxygen. <laughs> And a lot of Skype bombing. And a lot of Skype bombing. <laughs> Hi, Haley, just checking out. Like ducking for cover. <laughs> so apart from the Skype bombing, Jennifer, what would you say your superpower is? So my superpower is, well, I think I, I have a lot of superpowers because I'm old and I've developed them over time. <laughs> <laughs> but probably the most helpful superpower is I have a really good Zoom lens. I'm able to zoom into detail and understand the real, the technology of what we sell at a very detailed level. And that's helpful because MasterCard, you know, that's what we do, right? We're a technology company. And I think for me to do my job, even as an executive, I really need to understand how our stuff works. So I have a good ability to zoom in and understand the technology, but my zoom lens also comes out. And that allows me to see the bigger picture and the broader strategy of what we're trying to do at MasterCard, what we're trying to accomplish with this technology or with what we're doing in a market or, you know, our other sort of more social strategies like financial inclusion. So that zoom in, zoom out ability for me has, I think, helped me get to the executive level and certainly helps me lead my current team. You need that zoom out to to operate at the executive level, leading a technology function in a technology company, I need to be able to zoom in so I can really understand what we're providing to our clients. And lastly, what does success look like for you? So success for me is really about leaving a strong legacy of diverse leaders at MasterCard. I really love, I love this company and it's a great place to work and we're doing so many amazing things. And for me, in my career, if I can help MasterCard grow and succeed and by doing so have this amazing, diverse set of leaders and create the next generation of leaders, because I think if you get diverse role models and leaders in an organization, you get a, start to get a snowball effect because they also have that on their agenda, creating a diverse environment. And that's really what I want my legacy to be. When I talk about the fact that half of my leadership team is women and that we have people of color on my leadership team, we have LGBT on my leadership team, that for me means I'm setting the stage for the next generation and that, that's the legacy. If I can do that, I'm happy. 
Well, Jennifer, it has been fabulous to meet you. You know, a few surprises with the Skype bombing, <laughs> badass boots, um, and generally, you know, really encouraging people to find their secret source. I think that that can be taken by all people, not just women. So thank you for your advice and your thoughts and your energy, and thank you for being an ally. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Haley. This was a real treat. You've been listening to the Work and With podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, 